Okay, everyone, welcome back to Weeaboo Hell with our special guest host, the dogs having a panic attack next door. They seem to have calmed down for the moment, though. Yeah, they really, really decided to bite my joke into throat there. Those dogs aren't fans of internet comedy, it seems. Well, you, you have a view on the screen. You could have seen that we were not recording. Could I have Sam? Could I have Sam? Yeah. Or is this just another expression? No. Of white privilege creeping its way into our internet. That's no. how you can tell I'm losing a conversation to Sam, by the way. That's just my. That's just the last pistol I've hidden under my fucking bandolier. <laughs> Oh, sort of like when Sam was like, "If you don't, if I don't win, it's because of misogyny." <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a strategy seven. I, if that fails, I have to turn the gun upon myself. I I really don't think that you need to turn the gun upon yourself. No, no, Sam. I, I do. I do. You see, otherwise, I have to admit that I'm wrong, and that's that's just not how the 21st century cookie crumbles. Well, you're right there. <laughs> uh, so you get you get to be a little right this time. Speaking of opinions in the opinion landscape, since we're talking about some Star Wars shit this episode, I'm just going to quickly dip into me playing a two-year-old game today. What two-year-old game? I'm playing a Star Wars Jedi Fawn Order. Evidently, there's no semicolon between Star Wars and Jedi. Which is unfortunate because I really want to steal that Yahtzee joke where he makes like a sort of gurgling sound during every <laughs> semicolon in a title. I thought when you said two-year-old game, not a game that was two years old, but a game for two-year-olds, and I was I was intrigued. Uh nah, nah, nah. Um, I think that most two-year-olds we get extremely fucking frustrated because this is a Soulsborne clone. I like the idea of a of a two-year-old being really fucking mad at Perry Windows specifically. <laughs> Which forecasts my specific complaint with this game. You see, multiple difficulties, totally fine. One of the things they use to try to adjust the difficulties is they changed the size of the parry windows. So they're not like uniformly adjusted to something that makes fucking sense to humans. And the problem with this is there's only one truth. (laughs) And I'm playing on fucking Jedi Master difficulty. Where the parry window is just someone blowing into their thumb and a middle finger comes out. Because <laughs> when shit starts and stops, it's pretty arbitrary and changing for any... I'm irked. I am what the children call... Booty bothered. I don't know. The point is... Fine game otherwise. Alright, that's good. I will play it at some point. But today... Today, we had a vision. Of Star Wars visions. I had some whole thoughts about today. So I am one man, and I am a hobbyist at that, against a veritable ocean of ink when it comes to talking about Star Wars in any capacity besides, hey, did you see the new Star Wars? Uh, It's somewhat daunting having an opinion about it because, like, oh man, it's yet another dude's opinion about Star Wars. And I am so averse to the idea of being yet another dude, uh, mostly because that is exactly what I am. And and then, like, it goes further. Like, oh, man, a dude uncomfortable with how ordinary he is. Man, do I have a series for him. And then I think, you know, fuck it, because, you know, as one must do when writing about something as monolithic as Star Wars. The worst that Are happens... saying one must fuck it? No, one must say to themselves, uh... 
Just playing around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having some having some fin fun. Uh I think the worst that the worst that happens is that no one cares, uh, which which is fine because I spend most of my day not caring, and it'd be hypocritical of me to get all shitty about it now. Uh, none of this has even mattered up to now, though, because I've had no reason to talk about Star Wars on an anime podcast. That's true. There was that one like Tie Fighter short that someone made, and it looked like Zeta Gundam. Uh, I actually saw that. Well, it's uh, there's not a whole lot for two humanities guys to say about it other than ooh it looks like Zeta Gundam because there's not there's no dialogue or anything. It's just, you know, some TIE Fighter pilots flying around shooting down X Wings. That's oh, it. Well as someone being excluded from TIE Fighter discourse, I'm just gonna critically pan it now. It's clearly bullshit garbage <laughs> that deserves to be burned. <laughs> Trying to take money off my goddamn plate. Fuck you. Go on. So we now have Star Wars Visions though. Mm. And thus we have uh we've got something to talk about. Yeah. And Star Wars Visions for kind of a creative idea, or at least a nice platform for creativity. They simply approached, I thought it was nine studios, but some got two hits, so I think it comes out to One six of them got two hits. Okay. But the point is, they approached a few anime studios and directors and just said, here's a chance. Make a Star War. Make a Star War. Tell us your version of the adventures of John Star Wars. And we're going to talk about the results today. Yeah. I don't see the point of ranking it or ranking the nine episodes. I don't think that's Well, I think really. when people rank stuff a lot, what they are really saying is, I hear the yawning of the chasm beyond death, and I need to fill that space with something. And they normally fill that with rankings. Oh, I thought it was just click harvesting, but okay. Maybe that's it. <laughs> you know, there's a chance. There's a That might be involved. I think... That might be a demi quaver. <laughs> you rank things with the idea that uh, that someone disagrees and thus engages. This is why everything outside of the Facebook Google duopoly has to uh, do some dumb fuck, horrible take in order to reach any sort of engagement. Unrelatedly, green is the only legitimate color of lightsaber, and everything else is trash. <laughs> It, it is definitely my favorite color of lightsaber. It's like, blue is always the whole like, okay, so this is my first lightsaber color. And then my <laughs> green is just like, this is where the real shit begins, lightsaber. I like uh, the orange lightsabers from KOTOR and the like because I like weird sex and I'm just that far into the hole of everything. And I got the silver lightsabers in KOTOR too. <laughs> uh, truly a gray Jedi type of evening. So yeah, they approach a few studios and the results are definitely interesting to say the least. And, you know, I'll just, let's just dip into our first option. So first there was The Duel, which is, nope, nope, I can't even, I can't even fake the Slack as well. This is some of my favorite shit I've seen in a while. This I is really... the best one. This is just the best one. Out of all nine of them, this is the best one. They kind of, they kind of like came at the gate swinging. It's so fucking good. This is Kamikaze Doga. They did all of the, um, the openings for JoJo in between, uh, part one and part three. Yeah, if you remember the ones that kind of had that, um... Almost like a cell shaded game kind of look the to them. CG they sort of sort specialize. Of like, yeah. They sort of specialize in that kind of like hybrid Mad World. look. Yeah, Mad World's a good comparison. Exact. Yeah, and uh, they really knocked this one out of our. It's a 
simple, stylish story with some chef's kiss moments to it. Like, it, it plays out like a Kurosawa film in, you know, 15 minutes or so. Man, that's weird. Imagining Star Wars of a Jedi Geki influence. <laughs> if only, if only uh, George Lucas was watching Kurosawa's films and implemented elements of those films into Star Wars. I wonder what that movie might have looked like. Truly, truly the kind of insanity you could only get with the anime Star Wars crossover. <laughs> so the premise of this one is pretty simple. You know, Wanderer, who isn't Toshiro Mifune, but yeah, it's Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a Foshiro Tafune. Foshiro Tafune, yeah. Comes into town, unnamed, doesn't need one. And... You know, town is being beset upon by bandits who are stormtroopers. Town has hired sort of, you know, a couple, maybe not seven samurai, but, you know, like four or five of them. They all have interesting character designs. One of them is a uh, is a droid with a minigun and it's pretty <laughs> sick. I am a fan of just the general look of all of these characters. Our main, our... Um, I guess you're still summarizing. Well, then, like... Well, again, it, it's very simple. Then there's Sith Lady. She and uh, Foshiro Mufune fight. It's cool. <laughs> By the way, something of a almost recurring note amidst these shorts. It's not an order from on high. I think it's just everyone noticing something at once. They all just seem to look at the general film mythos and go, Oh, hey, there's no Sith Lady high on the card. Maybe we can fill that void up. Yes, whenever it's not the films, yeah. And that's something that's just been going across these shorts, with the exception of later on there's an old man, who's who's a lot of fun. But yeah, zooming back in on this one, everything just feels right. The only real colors are black, gray, and red. Yes, and you end up with this great shot at the end that I do not want to spoil, but it was my favorite single moment of Visions. Yeah, and... A lot of these are stealth pilots, and by a lot of these, I mean six out of nine of these are stealth pilots. This one didn't feel like one. And I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. This one didn't feel like one, but it is the one that would have me kicking open a wooden door dressed like Philip J. Fry holding a wad full of bills, <laughs> telling someone to shut up please, and take my money. please. I will empty out my life savings to fund five minutes of animation. I just want Kamikaze Doga to know that they have my vote, my loyalty, and if necessary, my violence. <laughs> to get their series going. Yeah, no, this kicked ass. There's not a whole lot else to say about it. It really pairs things down to the lightsaber duel in a, well, obviously it's called the duel, but in mm. a way that is just perfectly meted out to a sort of the stranger fanboy like myself. Exactly, yeah. And there it's kind of interesting to think about the sort of range of approaches to lightsaber fights that you we've seen in the franchise up to this point from the sort of wire excess of episode 2 to just the fucking single stroke thing that happened in late rebels. That was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. And um, I would call this perhaps a synthesis between certain elements of the approaches. Like, it can have that very quiet, single-stroke kind of moment, mm -hmm. and also a lot of the 
force high jumps and flinning that have that also have their own kind of appeal. I'm not against that stuff at all because I actually even unlike you, I appreciate the sort of books you have of the choreography gene tree in action films. But the point is, this this captures multiple wavelengths. Sure, yeah. We'll head into the second one. Yeah, that's, that one's what? Tatooine Rhapsody. I... Good memory, sir. Yeah, I Tatooine cannot remember. Rhapsody. Tell me the other uh, studio who did that. Um, Studio Colorido. Oh, God, what the hell else did they do? I'm going to use the power of Wikipedia. Um, you're going to enjoy the fact that their studio icon involves a duck. I do like ducks. He More so like than uh, most things. Let's see. They've done... Oh, well, seven movies and a bunch of original net animations, including, um, uh, for your purposes, Pokemon Twilight Wings, Pokemon okay, that was the big one. Dream, yeah. Poketoon, Wait Here, Magikarp. Oh, they did Burn the Witch as well, for um, those of you who are a fan of our Kubo posting. <laughs> and I'm a fan of our Kubo posting. Oh, believe me, I am always ready for more. All right, so Twilight Wings was the big thing that they were known for before this. Cool. For the most part. Uh, yeah, this one was probably my least favorite, actually. Like, it was fine, certainly. Oh, yeah, I would uh, definitely call this one, I guess, merely entertaining. Perhaps not hitting the... It's a rough league to be in, because a lot of these things are either artsy or just by someone who on a script-level thing just gets Star Wars at the root, or just... A bunch of cocaine. Yeah, this was uh, this was just kind of a lighthearted, kind of fun, silly thing that's got a very cutesy sort of art style to it. Um, Interestingly, I think this is one of the only ones that sort of borrowed more than one like established Star Wars figures. Like a lot of these were just building their own casts and. Yeah, this one uh, just takes place at some point before Episode Four, not very long before it. It does not seem. And it's funny, despite doing the sort of, um, I don't know, rock band and Star Wars thing, which is, I guess, very different for the types of stories that we tell in Star Wars. Beyond that, it it almost feels like it doesn't take as many risks, because you have, like, Boba Fett running around there, you have your, um, the Hut clans come in, um, Jabba's it. That was there. It was, like, you know, it's extremely, extremely fucking simple. Just, like, here is, here is rock band on Tatooine. Yeah. They would like to play show, but one of their members is a hut who just wants to play the drums, but Java wants him dead for whatever reason. And um, there's a nice, and I guess that's just the core symbol of the character arc is that there's a Padawan survivor who is now in this band. And it does not go in the relearn to shot web direction, but rather... No, he, he just wants to, he just wants to fucking rock, you know? He just wants to rock. And if you look at the philosophy of Kreia, the real reason that the Jedi Order falls apart is that they do not allow their scions to rock. (laughs) Hmm. I see you've transitioned into producing lo-fi hip-hop beats. Tell me, apprentice, do you follow every trend that comes along? (laughs) Or do you believe in the soundscape? Just something for you to reflect upon. Sorry, I'm just imagining just in the like-dislike kind of comments that are in every sort of social media stream, just Kreia disliked that appearing in different formats now. (laughs) She might be a frequent user of either the angry or laugh react, so to speak. I feel as though her social media presence would be, she kind of posts like a boomer. 
<laughs> I like can tell she, you something about Kraya's social media presence. She would use ellipses wrong. She either has two or two million followers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's either just someone screaming into the darkness or a social problem. All right, all right, I'm gonna take it back to your shorts. I think I think it'd be two. I think she would have two followers. Fair, fair. It'd be like one of the most underrated Twitter accounts on the website. Yeah. So then we have the twins, which I'm gonna pretend to look it up. It's it's trigger. It's it is fucking trigger. If you like, they tell you at the beginning of it. I don't think they should have. I think they should have <laughs> guess. And like, I think like the game would have been like, how long does it take for you to figure out that this is trigger? And if if it's over 30 seconds, then you have not seen anything by Trigger before, I suppose. And yeah, the the house style is intense with this one. If you took someone who either watched zero anime or watched an incredible amount of anime and asked them what Star Wars would look like in anime, you would get something about 15 degrees off from this. I, I think it would look very much like the twins. This is... um. This is a short that, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eats Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yes, its teeth are red, green, and yellow. Just coated in kids, like a soft protective film around their chompers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm describing the narrative as if... Like it is a literal bowl of sugar of a short. But I'm just going to do it because I suppose you want to know. It's called The Twins. It's about two twins. They have a fucking lightsaber duel in space. Don't they're, worry about how they're breathing. Just don't. Don't worry about it. It says they are both born within the dark side, and one immediately becomes the light side twins because it's Star Wars, and there are two of them. I don't know. What did you think that this would be about? Well, there is a recurring theme throughout all of these, uh, throughout all of these shorts, which is that when there's dark, light will rise to meet it. And so, you know, in the absence of light, one of the twins is like, well, I guess I guess it's my it's up to me. <laughs> All right. Guess I'm uh, guess I'm carrying the torch of the brand here. But I, I do right, like that aside. theme. Just like yeah. evil will not will never go unanswered, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely stuck to a lot of the root of what makes Star Wars work in like, these. So fun, yeah, and so compelling. Yeah. And uh, the twins is no like exception. In great, like in great Star Wars film, like The Empire Strikes Back or The Last Jedi. Yes, The Last Jedi. We are not giving up. Fuck you, people. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me anywhere. But yes, the but yes, the light rises in the twins. It rises in a very stylish place. And because I guess Trigger also did Kisniver and shit and all that, I we should say when we say the house style, we do mean that very brand new animal, Gurren Lagan, Little Witch Academia. Just, you know, they're... Uh, kill a Kill. Kill a Kill. You know, just they're... It reminded me most of Kill a Kill and um, Brand New Animal specifically. And um, I'm just going to double check. Yep, it is specifically the director of Kill a Kill and yep. Company. Yeah, there we go. And, oh, he's also making a anime based on cyberpunk? Yeah. All right, huh. good, all right good luck with that. Like Cyberpunk 2077? That, oh, yeah, yeah, that in the table. That, 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 that table. Yeah, that tabletop huh. game that was big. We should try it sometime, actually. People seem to love that shit. But, um, yeah, Hiroyuki Imaishi. So, Gunyu Hiroyuki, you make some of our favorite shit. And, uh... 
it escalates quickly. I could just say it keeps escalating. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of things getting like even more wild than they were 10 seconds ago. You would not believe how quickly dialogue in the vein of, you can't control it. Stop, it'll consume you. And basically just the response of, shut up, weakling. <laughs> uh, if you watch the dub, uh, the evil twin is voiced by Alison Brie, who has not forgotten, you know, her delivery, how she did promos in Glow. It basically sounds like her Glow character without the Russian accent. It's so good. It's, it's so, so fucking good. great. Like, I don't know if, whether you're a dubs or subs guy, I recommend just throwing on the English for this one. She has so much goddamn fun. It's a time. It's a time. Um, Someone evidently whispered to Imaishi, just make the Sith of blonde Satsuki. You'll sell gangbusters. <laughs> and that's working for it. There are one or two just fucking moments from this that I feel like I'd be doing you a disservice if I told them to you about it. Yeah, I feel like this is one that if I go through a beat for beat, I might almost be deflating it, so I'm just going to say that it's a good time. Like, I could tell you, like, the money shot of this thing, but you should probably just see it, because it rules. Yeah, I think money shots are better when they're a surprise. Except for whoever it lands on. (laughs) Sketch slash short film number four is called The Village Bride. And this one comes from a director, Hitoshi Haga, and a studio, Kinema Citrus. Yeah, they did Rising of the Shield here. Along with Dot Hack Quantum, if your memory goes back that far. It does not. Mine does not. Fair enough, fair enough. So, this one, like anything that would have followed the previous one, is a little slower paced. It's a little bit more uh, heavy on atmosphere. A little bit more heavy on atmosphere, a little um, bit more heavy on that sort of Star Wars thing of landing on planet like, X. You're on planet, you're on planet X, it's kind of weird here, things are kind of different. Let's see if you can piece together what's going on. Uh, I highly recommend this to people whose favorite part of Mass Effect was landing on random planets. I did love landing on random planets. It did speak to me. But ultimately it was just... Because of the limitations they were working, working with, it was just one planet and then a different texture slapped over it, you know, several dozen times. But it, it was fun. It, it was fun. It's the limits of technology. Um, I think that what I will always sort of respect about Andromeda's weird de- development cycle was that they tried to sort of focus on that feeling. Yeah, I, uh... Andromeda and... The way things went with Andromeda is just... Human fucking tragedy. No, it's just one fucking like bit in the works cited page of many in my gigantic fucking senior thesis or graduate thesis on why fandom is the worst fucking thing and should not exist. Well, I think it may also be a case of one thing being worse than fucking fandom, which is fucking development crunch it just doesn't fucking work just take another year yes but i'm going to argue that fandom made that worse very possible very possible so but, but back oh, but back right, in yeah. on the village yeah, bride yeah, the it's, uh, we about. itself and not why ea and activision should be flogged like a lot of these, it's sort of focused on someone just making their way after the whole Purge 66 type events. I believe that it takes place during that, yes. 
So yeah, they you know touch down on sort of idiosyncratic quasi um I guess pre feudal planet. Yeah. What one thing that this uh that this one has, and I like this one a whole lot. I think it's one of the, it, it's I a think good it's one of the strongest one. ones. Um it has this sort of sense to it that I, I I do feel was very present in the original trilogy that I feel often got lost as the series, as the franchise progressed, which is just sort of um we were talking about just the sort of sense of wonder yeah. and just sort of like, here's this weird fucking new world that like people are on and they kind of take a second to like, let it breathe and such. They let things breathe. It definitely comes with that feeling that the world is even bigger than all this that's happening here. Yeah. And here's someone who's been sort of out of step of it being sort of, um, yanked back into it. Yeah. Man, Star Wars really loves its, reluctant bystanders into actors kind of yes i uh kind of loops uh well it's because again it's in fitting with that theme i was talking about it's just like well here's evil you get a you or here's the darkness you want to be the light and you know often the choice is sort of made for you or you just like feel okay yeah fine i i guess that's me it's a, kind of like the sort of softer nature of our rendition of the lone gunman slash samurai in this one. Yeah. Star Wars has done this enough times I almost want to just put slash Jedi in that progression. <laughs> Which I guess just sort of shows the mark that this franchise has on our collective psyche. Mm-hmm. I will never be free. <laughs> I will never be free. If anyone at the at, at the mouse or remains of Lucas Arts wants to uh, want someone to write a one off in them their uh, Marvel Star Wars comics, uh I know a guy. I know a great guy. He has a book coming out, everything abridged. But yeah, this one is a fun, yeah, Village Bride, fun mood piece. Really, really, really fantastically done. Uh, it had fantastic music, too. It had, like, yeah. great music. Very much so. Very uh, one much of, so. I think it and the piece immediately following it, if I am correct, had the best music. What's the piece immediately following it? So it depends if you have the um, bongo drum fetish that I do, but the piece immediately after this one is the Ninth Jedi. Yes, yeah. That is that yeah that I I fucking love the music for the Ninth Jedi. Ninth. Also, the Ninth Jedi was my favorite behind um behind the duel. I fucking adored this thing from the start Ninth to step Jedi finish. was wonderful. I would say this one has some of the strongest plotting. It felt like something from the Kotor games. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. here's here's this weird era of Star Wars that you're not familiar with, right? You're just kind of dropped into that shit right there. You're sort of just along for the ride as you see, you know, Star Wars stuff happen in a completely unfamiliar context. And I think that little structural trick is a good way to just sort of preserve that default feeling of scale and wonder what we were, you know, just talking about in The Village Bride. This Mm -hmm. has the edge of sort of being in a, even an unfamiliar point in the chronology, like, oh, why are there or aren't there that many Jedi or Sith kicking around right now? Where are we? Ta- where are we taking this? And it again, it has that sort of um, Kotor slash Clone Wars things where there are some things for sort of screenplay type heads to bite into this one. Oh yes, yes. It has a fun right. structural momentary twist that I just realized. Oh, I didn't see I it coming at all. Mentioned it. It would just sort of eat the short for some people, but. Yeah. Suffice to say, it'll, it'll at least tickle that part of your brain. It does, like, it has some fun surprises that uh, are not telegraphed in such a way where, like, they feel obvious or like, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so so th- that that I liked about it. I love chase scenes in general, and this one had a really fun one. This one had a really fun one. This one had just some really well rendered combat. Well rendered combat. I also like the mm. idea of uh, I I think the new canon for lightsabers and lightsaber crystals in particular is that they are affected by the personality and energy of their users. In the original canon... So is that general new canon, or is that just thing in this sketch? I, 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 the, way they, they, the way they pitch it could have been an idea for this one. But. I think it is more or less universal to the new canon. The In the original, you know, lightsaber crystals were just the sort of color they were, and red ones were specifically um, synthesized crystals. Um... Beep boop. Yeah. Uh, and then in the new canon, uh, red crystals are red because the user's sort of dark energy makes them bleed. And, you know, blood is red. And there you go. Whoa. Um, which, I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I, I, I sort of like... Well, it... I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to enter a, a tug of war with people on YouTube screaming the world's uh, sodomized my childhood. No, no, no. Because if I say more, it's going to like um, mutate into a three-hour special. No, it's gonna it's gonna reveal too much about what happens in this. Oh, fair enough. Something that amused me. It's not a good or a bad thing, but this and probably the one that follows it are just two of the ones screaming lo- most loudly. Man, wouldn't it be cool if the, you just got like a whole show of this? Yes, yes it was one of the most. It was so very much, so very clearly a pilot. A pilot's pilot, like, fucking Dan Harmon shouting a thousand years X-level pilot. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one that, out of all the ones that were clearly, like, a a disguised pilot, this is the one that I would absolutely uh, have the most interest in seeing be made into a thing. Yes, this was definitely one of the favorite, um... Stealth pilots. Out of all of them, we're gonna give one a show. The duel would just sort of appear behind it, grunt, and it gets bisected. But <laughs> maybe that's also because I'm a fucking samurai jack nerd. So yeah, what the duel is up to would be my show. I was about to say, how cool would a Gendy Tartakovsky Star Wars be? <laughs> as if I don't have two DVDs of content sitting on my fucking bookshelf. That's a worthy watch, by the way. If you're oh yeah, if you have not seen it before, if like, you like awesome. animation or Star Wars enough to listen this long, then you probably yeah, should just watch it. It's great shit. Watch it. It's great shit. It's great shit. A bunch of a bunch of stuff you see elsewhere in the canon sort of float out from that. Mm-hmm. The whole Night Sisters business. 